fedheads, you're tuned in to another episode of Cigar Chat. I am your host, John, the Cigar Surgeon. Cigar Chat is broadcast live around the world and picked up on the Armed Forces Radio Network. Of course, you can tune in at CigarFederation.com, which is our home, or you can go to YouTube.com for whatever reason, or you can go to Facebook Live, which is the new hotness. Drop us a comment, leave us uh, feedback, leave us some questions. We've got a great guest tonight, but before we get to our guest, I want to say hi to my co-host, Trippy Trent. Trippy, what's going on, brother? Not much. As we talked about before the show, my allergies are kind of killing me. So if you're watching, mm. uh, you guys may notice that my eyes look like they might fall out of my head at any moment. I promise I'm fine. I'll live. I, I mean, I I hear you, man. It's uh, I wake up every morning now. I mean, I, I love summer. I live for summer. I live for the sunlight. But uh, waking up every morning and it's just it's not it's not a good scene. It's not a good scene. Yeah, uh, and I'm taking like. Uh, I think I'm taking four different allergy medications right now because normally I rotate. And uh, this year, taking one does, just doesn't do anything. Wow. Bad news. It's terrible. But of course, we're not really here to talk about allergies as exciting as they are. We're really here to talk to our special guest, our very special guest, Omar Nafrias. Omar, what's going on, brother? Dude, I am excited to be here as always, man. It's uh, it's amazing how it's been four years. You know, it's uh, I remember when we did this first the first time, and uh, Jesus, I it's a long had a lot a lot of things have transpired, man. I mean, everything from you know getting our first one hundred accounts and um, and getting out there on the road while I was working at NASA and uh, and doing this full time, and um, same thing while well, working, you know expanding our brands and expanding our lineup and expanding our footprint and people's shelves to me quitting NASA in 2016 in October to do this full time. I mean, it's been a hell of a ride, man. I can't, uh, I, I feel very blessed. I mean, we're Excited. just, well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, first of all, thank you very much for being on the show and it's a uh, great timing. Cause of course we're, we've got the IPCPR, which seems like really next week. Cause yeah, uh, I feel like yeah. I need to start washing some shorts getting packed because uh you know it's right around the corner but uh, i mean you kind of touched on it with uh, you being at nasa we were just talking the other day about how um we really couldn't imagine how complicated it was to manage uh you know like and i don't know what it's like to work at nasa i have no idea but uh if if my imagination is any you know i'm sure it's like it's it's not a 40 hour a week job and then you take oh. a cigar job which i mean a cigar job is really it could be a 200 hour week job because it really just depends on whether you're still conscious. So we, we were not sure how you ever managed to do, have a life, have a family, work at NASA and manage a full brand portfolio. I mean, how, <laughs> like what's yeah, Fratello um, coffee? Is that the secret? Like just nonstop yeah, no, I'll tell you, coffee and, uh, and ambition, man. It's, uh, it's, it drives you, you know, I, 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 I will tell you, I don't miss the sleepless nights because um, I, I, I the, the, the truth of the matter is, is I was taking my body to limits that it has never been taken before. And so, um, you know, being at NASA at 730 in the morning, leaving at 730 at night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then hitting the road on Thursday night or Wednesday night, depending on the type of the, on the day of the week. Um, so I can telework for NASA and then do Fratello on Friday, Saturdays and come back on Sundays. Um, three and a half years in of that constant uh, state of, uh, of, of mind is, is it, was, it was more than I thought I was, was going to be able to handle. I mean, I, 
I thought I wasn't going to be able to do it for over a year, and I ended up doing it for three and a half um, because you know things just fell in place. But um, I feel I feel great, man. I really uh, I, I thought that after leaving NASA, I was going to work a little bit less, and all of a sudden I'm working. <laughs> I mean, it's just incredible. But there's one thing that I, I tell everybody else um, that I that is has been the the best thing that has happened since 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 departing is your brain processing power goes from zero to sixty like that. Um, all of a sudden, you don't have another fifty percent of your brain that's operating on an entirely different dimension. You yeah. know, the one. Did I file? Did I file? Did we do the job with the operating plan? Did we go ahead and uh, and evaluate the programmatic reviews for this particular mission? I mean, all of those things that are constantly in the back of your brain for any particular job, for your job, for your job, for anybody's jobs out there. Uh, you know how this is. You you think you get home, you're having your dinner, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, something pops in your head. It's like, did I do this? Did I lift this for yesterday? Did I do this for tomorrow? I mean, what's what are that what is that constant thing? Um, and that's just a thought. That's just a thought on one part of your brain. And then all of a sudden you add that to, did I return uh, Dave Graffel's phone call? Yeah, he called me yesterday. Did I follow up with this particular email? Am I ready for the IPCPR? Did we already get that? I mean, it's that. That duality um, was truly taking away the remaining hair that I don't have. Um, I figured, hot oh, damn, if I've got to take all of this hair right now, just let it fall down, it was just going to be completely horrible at that time but it was it was strenuous it was hard i will not deny that but then again uh, uh if it wasn't for 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 that for that vehicle uh you know that served me in so many capacities it opened so many doors for me in so many areas and uh um i don't know if i would be where i'm at right now so well you kind of touched it omar um i think the risk when you leave uh, a demanding role like that, and and obviously the you got to have some work life work work life balance, but the risk, of course, being a brand owner and a and a, and a brand manager and and all of those hats that you're wearing, it's not a brand manager because you got someone in that position, but as a brand owner, as a small business owner, you know the risk is that you you go back and now reinvest that all of those spare hours back into the brand instead of finding that balance. So did, did you find that you were kind of going the other way where you were, you were doing a little bit of that or, or, you know, or did you find that there was this huge gap in your day where all of a sudden you could kind of go home and actually have dinner and relax for a moment? Um, I will tell you, it's a combination of those things. Um, there, there were, there were a multi, there were, there were multiple things that really, um allowed me to go from the day i left nasa which was a very very hard day for me um because i do love what nasa stands for and i do do love the mission um but it was very hard for me to 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 really you know not have that other part of my brain where it was focusing on a lot of you know there was a lot of logistics there was a lot of numbers there was a lot of finance there was a lot of budget there was a lot of things that you sort of needed to stay on top of it because if you didn't then it would create um way bigger problems than uh, the majority of people think. Um, and so going in all of a sudden erasing that and focusing on on one single industry, right? And just cigars, focusing on my brand, focusing on my product, focusing on, on my marketing, focusing on my website, focusing on my social media, focusing on the quality of the tobacco, focusing on our retailers, focusing on the customer service um, was, was challenging enough that um, 
the, the amount of work that I have put in um, really hasn't reduced. It's just shifted. Um, but it was, it is a, it is a hard shift. I will not deny that, John. It was, uh, it was to the point that I was like, at some point, I was thinking maybe I should do something else. Maybe yeah. I, I'll get myself into, I don't know, selling water. Right? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like you start thinking about other things, and then and all of a sudden you stop, you, you sort of stop. It's like, just let's do this. You know what I yeah. mean? Let's just focus on Fratello, and all of a sudden the growth has been there. It's followed. But it took me a couple of months, man. I I, I will not deny that. I uh, uh, by the time that I quit NASA, Oro, um, Fratello Oro was being released, and um, it was November, December, and uh, obviously very very busy months. It was a lot of shipping. It was a lot of handling. It was a lot of uh, uh, phone calls. It was a lot of uh, making sure or retailers had what they needed. A lot of a lot of time on the road. A lot of events. And so it was challenging, um, uh, it, it, you know, because it, we, you, you have all of these things and you think that there's so many things that you need to do in terms of, you know, a gazillion other things like, you know, focusing on your marketing, what's going on with your website, what's happening with X or Y retailer, but you're processing, you know, hundreds of orders and yeah. following up with retail. So it was it was challenging uh, uh, trip. It was challenging, John, at every single level. But. I'm blessed that uh, that it's all worked out, and you know, year to date, I'm up 44, percent which is you nice. know pretty damn amazing. Wow! So and it's uh, it, and it shows you know that it's it was extra time that I needed. So before we talk about the new hotness, the Nevada, maybe we should talk about the Oral because uh, yeah. you know it's interesting, and and I, I see some boutique manufacturers doing this where you know I think maybe the traditional route was to start with the Connecticut shade and then and then work your yeah. way up the strength chart because. Mm-hmm. You know, as 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 we hear from the retailers, seventy percent of the market, sixty percent of the market is Connecticut shade. But of course, you know, I don't think you're you're not really a Connecticut shade kind of guy. You are a boutique smoker. You like to smoke in the medium plus category, and uh, and you know, you went with that with your initial launch. So, so you know, yeah. went with the the, the Habano, um, yeah. and and now you've got the Oro and uh, Trippy. You're smoking that right now, aren't you? I am, and. Uh... For anybody out there who didn't read my review, I'll spoil it and say I gave it a 92, and I just love this blend. Ooh. I think it's like it's hands down one of my favorite Connecticut's because it doesn't smoke like a Connecticut. It's got that Connecticut kind of flavor that you're used to, but it doesn't. I don't know. There's just something to me that's typically boring about a Connecticut. If you get a Connecticut that's not boring, it's something special. Um, but this is like one step past that. Where I, if I was smoking it with my eyes closed, I might not even know it was Connecticut. It's just a fantastic cigar. Thank you, thank you. It's uh, it's funny, uh, sir, that you mentioned that because I, I one hundred percent agree. And uh, and and to to answer your question, John, um, it, it's you're right. I mean, when it, when we're talking about Connecticut, you got to be very careful. And and um, it wasn't. It's not that it wasn't something that I've been thinking about for a long time because I have. It was just I couldn't I couldn't pinpoint on the blend, man. I yeah. just had a hard time. I had a very very hard time. Um, you know, Connecticut tends to be a very, you know, bitter wrapper. And yep. so it's a, absolutely lend that bitterness away, man. I, I, I tell you, it was hard for me. You know, I, uh, I don't consider myself a master blender by any means. I do consider myself a master taster. I taste and I taste, I taste. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't connect, I'm sorry, we're not, we're not working it. Um, so when we went down to, uh, La Aurora factory in the Dominican Republic, and I met with the guys at, uh, um, Guillermo and, uh, Gustavo and Manuel Inoa, 
to uh, blend the cigar and we worked on the blend and we worked on so many different levels. I mean, it was just the tobacco was right for what we were trying to do. We were trying to get into a savory, very full flavor uh, Connecticut that does not imprint that bitterness. I do want a little bit. I don't want it just to completely go away because it is part of your palate, but I don't want it to take over your palate. And that's exactly what this does. And Trip, you can you can agree with me on this, but it's true creaminess to it. That is uh, that is very lingering, but it's a very very clean, a very decent finish to the cigar. Um, that I, you know, I, I I do believe it's one of the best Connecticut we have in the market. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, de- I mean, I'm not a master blender, and I'm I'm I I would say I'm a master taster, but my experience with tobacco is extremely limited. But um, within what you're saying, I think I understand because Connecticut is such a nuanced wrapper and 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 typically what you get out of a connecticut blend is such a nuanced blend that you kind of have to walk that very fine line between just making another connecticut that's like every other connecticut and making a connecticut that's got something different but yet still comes across like a connecticut and doesn't run that wrapper over it doesn't take away the whole purpose of having the wrapper there in the first place and uh yeah i I can only imagine how challenging that would be to turn two that in I hear people all the time say, like, oh, no, you know, blend this Connecticut and that. And I'm like, Jesus, it took me seven months. Um, and it was back and forward, back and forward, back and forward. And it's just, it was, it was, it was, it was more challenging to blend. Uh, um, Bianco was pretty challenging as well. But this was, was, this was a, this was a challenge for me, especially because of my flavor profile and what I look for in a cigar. I want, I want, I want a combination of a lot of things. And so uh, um, I, I think we 100% achieved it with uh, Fratello Oro. Nice. So, I have a follow-up question to that. So what made you Before you get to that question, sorry. Yeah, it's break time. (laughs) It's break time, yeah. Got to keep you on point. I'm the uh, the den mother, and that's (laughs) that's how it's going to be in Las Vegas when we get down to Vegas, too. So uh, I do it on my audience. You are tuning into Cigar Chat, broadcast live around the world, picked up on the Armed Forces Radio Network. I am your host, John the Cigar Surgeon, joined by Omar de Frias of Fratello Cigars, and of course, my co-host, Trippy Trent. Stay tuned for word from one of our sponsors. Sharing Our Pairings is brought to you by Gurkha Cigars. Gurkha Cigars, makers of the world's finest cigars. Try the 93-rated Heritage, featuring a Rosado, Ecuadorian Habana wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and Dominican, Pennsylvanian, and Nicaraguan fillers. Blended by Gurkha's blending team at American Caribbean Cigars, it is hand-rolled Nicaraguan, available in 35-count boxes. Talk to your local B&M about the Heritage today, or talk to them about other fine Gurkha cigars. Whatever your taste preference is, Gurkha has a cigar that's right for you. And we're back, uh, Trippy. I cut you off there. You had a you had a follow up question. Let's hit that up. Yeah. So, Omar, what made you choose La Aurora after previously working with Oye de Nicaragua? So, um, very interesting question, Trip, because it was it was a combination of factors. But one was in it. There was an emotional factor. For sure. I, um, the first cigar I ever had uh, was from the La Aurora factory in the Dominican Republic, and uh, as a matter of fact. The first time I actually ever wanted to do a cigar was with La Aurora Factory in the Dominican Republic because it's what I knew, right? It's a, um, mm-hmm. There was a little bit of two things. It was a little bit of the emotional part of me saying first cigar I ever had was from the La Aurora Factory. And number two, it was obviously what I knew. And so coming into this industry, I knew nobody. I had no idea who anybody was, really. Um, I've been a smoker for a long time. I knew the tobaccos. Um, I didn't really follow people, but I followed blends. I followed tobacco. I followed the flavor. And I was very good at picking out great blends and, and, and sitting and smoking it. Um, so I, I, I was always very, very involved with the cigars itself. 
but I really didn't knew the people behind it. And that was a challenge because I went down to the Dominican Republic and the way I ended up at Hoya de Nicaragua was because Jose Blanco, um, my good friend Jose was working at Hoya de Nicaragua at the time. And so um, by an associate from an associate, he calls me up while I'm in the Dominican Republic looking for a factory that can help me in uh, understanding this a little bit better, give me some tours, get a good feel for it. And this was back 2011, 2012. Uh, it was, it was, it was a very interesting transition because he calls me up and said, you should come to Nicaragua. We got great tobaccos here, man. The, the, the factory is doing amazing things. Come and check it out. And when I did, and, and the rest was history. So, um, I knew eventually I wanted to get back to Santo Domingo and Santiago and Dominican Republic because I am originally from the Dominican Republic. So I knew that was an issue. That was something I obviously wanted to do. Um, but in, uh, in, in choosing La Aurora, it was, it was, it was the, it was a tobacco, so 100%. I mean, the emotional will take you to just, you know, 0.5. The other 0.5, you got to bring it with the tobaccos. And if there's somebody, there's a company in the Dominican Republic that has aged tobaccos, well done. I mean, inventory of tobaccos that will blow your mind is the Aurora factory in the Dominican Republic. The oldest tobacconist in the U in the Dominican Republic as well. Great answer. You also knocked out one of my other questions, which is why you chose Hoya de Nicaragua. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great, man. Oh yeah, they are they are an amazing partner. Um, they 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 we understand each other. There was a there was a lot of uh, figuring out this very large Dominican that used to work at that worked at NASA and wants to do it <laughs> and they kept on asking me these questions all the time. Every time I would go down there, uh, and and when I quit, that was like what? What, did, what are you doing? It's like, well, guys, you're producing my cigars. You should know what we're doing. I mean, it's uh. It was uh, it was unbelievably challenging uh, 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 at, at times because um, I have my ways of doing things. They have their, you know, Hoya has their way of doing things. Same thing with Aurora. They have their ways of doing things. I have my ways of doing things. But once you find that middle ground, um, it's literally for me, it's smooth sailing. We got a time for an audience question before I get into some hard-hitting questions here, Trippy. Sure thing. Uh, I've got an easy one here. What do you miss the most about working for NASA? Uh, I miss the people. Uh, I, I do. I miss the people. I miss. Uh, I miss the missions. I miss waking up at four o'clock in the morning where you're so involved on you know a program like Cassini or you know I mean uh, the, the rover Mars. I mean there's so many different uh, when you're so involved with the uh, with the missions. Um, it, it, it's it, you become part of them because you are, and uh, mm -hmm. and everything everything we did played a role. Everything from the guy in, in in every single position, from the guy who was, you know, working on the contracting for the grants that we would, you know, work with a specific university, to the guy that was actually executing and sending money to a particular center so that they could do their jobs, to the scientist that was putting together the payload to take it to. You know, they were going to launch in two or three months. Every single piece had to work. Otherwise, it's 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 battle throughout. And so uh, I, I miss the people the most. I've missed the missions. I miss being part of that, uh, of something so great that is literally out of this world. Yeah, I can imagine it being a pretty good feeling just to be involved with any any part of a mission like that. Just, yeah. just hearing you talk about it gets me all excited. Like I, yeah, you know, me too. I, I love, I mean, we're all nerds, right? Like a lot of people in the industry are nerds, but especially for space, for exploration, for science, you know, every time there's a new 
um, discovery or there's, you know, like I'm like just the other day they were like, Oh, they found 10 new planets within the habitable, habitable zone. And I'm like, Oh, so I stop what I'm doing to read it because you know, like that's, <laughs> I grew up with that. That's excites me, but I don't want to get off topic cause we could talk space for like two hours <laughs> and not even break a sweat. I want to talk about the new hotness. Um, cause you just announced it two days ago. It's the Nevetta, um, which is pro- I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Cause it's Italian, right? You've got, you've got, like, well, you, well, you got it though. Is it you still, got okay. It. So, very good. so, I mean, I'm still trying to get used to the fact that, you know, romance languages, French, Italian, Spanish, there's a lot of crossover. Um, mm-hmm. now if I recall right, the, the influence for you is because in college you, you took, uh, uh Italian and, uh, sort of stuck, yep. which is where Fratello comes from. So that's kind of played an influence. But the other thing I want to remark on here is obviously you've used a lot of Ecuadorian, uh, wrappers and binders throughout your blends. And we see that here in the Nevetta with the Oscuro. So maybe talk about sort of the profile of the blend and maybe talk a little bit about that blending process. Cause, um, uh, I'm, I'm interested. It's, it sounds like a really interesting cigar. So the Habano is the first, this is the first time we actually use um, an Habano Ecuador. We've used uh, Habanos, um, we used an Habano Nicaragua, uh, Colorado from um, from uh, Jalapa in the Fratello, in the original Fratello. Right. On the Bianco, we used a San Andres Negro uh, uh, a wrapper. And, um, and now we use, obviously, we use the Connecticut, uh, Ecuador, Connecticut on the, uh, on the Fratello Oro. Uh, this was a challenging wrapper for me. For a lot of reasons, because it, the, the wrapper is gorgeous, right? So the, this wrapper that we were using, it was savory, it was flavorful, it was it was beautiful. But I, um, the reality is, I tend I love love Nicaraguan wrappers. I do. I love that wrapper, and it was always one that, even when I would taste them side by side, um, I would always one hundred percent choose Nicaraguan. You know, the same thing blend. It would choose the Nicaraguan wrapper just because of that flavor profile, the spiciness out of it. There's so many different nuances and notes that I think come out of that particular soil that is very unique. And so uh, a little challenging to work with this particular wrapper, but we ended up working with a couple of proprietary tobaccos that Hoya de Nicaragua has, which is very unique. They, uh, they, they're producing their own uh, tobaccos in Esteli, and, uh, and my God, is that tobacco outstanding. Um, and so it was, it was, it was very refreshing to work with, um, with some of those tobaccos, uh, along with some of those, uh, visas that we found in Jalapa and Condega, um, to be able to put this blend together. We used a Piloto Cubano, uh, Dominican binder on this, which is outstanding. Um, we, we played with other ones. We played with Indonesian, we played with, uh, uh, Cameroon, we played with a whole bunch of different things. Um, but it wasn't the blend didn't come really together until we put that Dominican uh, Piloto Cuba uh, uh, binder on it so it could burn a little bit better, a little bit slower than we was burning before. Um, so we played on it. We played with this blend quite a bit, um, particularly because of the wrapper that we wanted to use. So for any blender, and this is, um, uh, this is me listening to other people speak, but I can only speak for myself in this case. But um, when you start working on a blend, you got to think about the wrapper first for me. Um, I think about which wrapper I want to use. I knew I wanted to use that Habano. Um, I wasn't sure which priming, if it was the Oscuro, if it was the Claro, if it was. But I knew I wanted to play with that particular wrapper because I I, I, I ran away from it as fast as I could, but I couldn't run away from it anymore. <laughs> um, and so if you look at cigar companies um, throughout the industry as well, I mean, usually their first blends. They don't usually go the Habano Nicaraguan route. I mean, no. some do. They really do. I mean, if you look, it's Habano Ecuador, Habano Ecuador, yeah. Habano Ecuador, Habano Ecuador. Yeah. 
all day long. Look at LaFleur. Look at Jose Blanco when he releases in Uriel. Look at some of the EPC stuff. Look at some of the stuff that, uh, I mean, it's Sabano. Look at Steve Saka. I mean, you we can go on and on and on and on about all these different brands that start off with Habano because it's a safer rapper. Yeah. I believe it's a safer yeah. rapper. Um, uh, for me, it was just a palette. It's just, you know, I, I, I needed to find what was the, the right tweak, and we did. And it was, now it's a cigar is earthier. It's got, uh, for again, something that I look for a lot in a, in a cigar is it needs to have a clean finish for my taste. It needs to have a very, uh, it needs to have a, what I call the umami effect. So it's got a little bit of that saltiness, it's got a little bit of that sweetness, a little bit of that bitterness, but there's that all of these things sort of come together in your mouth. And we did this with the Fratello Navete. It, it makes me want to light up right now. I'll tell you right now. That sounds delicious. It, it sounds delicious. Um, so one of the other projects that, that just hit the market, of course, is the, uh, is the firecracker. Yeah. Which is kind of a, a yearly release. I think going back, I think it's six or seven years now with two guys. So they've, it, it's kind of a cool project. So they started out with one particular company and then every year they rotate it and come out with a, a new blend, similar Vitola, similar size. Can you talk a little bit about that project? I mean, there's some interesting tobaccos in there. If you've got Peruvian filler in there yeah. um, and it's a unique size because it's three and a half by 50, which is, you know, unusually small. Um Talk a little bit about that. It sounds it sounds like a fun project, frankly. I love that project, man. I I, I love the project so much. I uh, I ended up uh, sending David a whole bunch of different things, including like you know different packaging ideas. And I was like, God, I'm going crazy with this. What do you think about this? Is like, Omar, let's just do a box. Let's just do this. Let's make it simple. And I was like, All right, fine. But I was I was in love with. Uh, I, I, I was fascinated by making this project so unique um, because of everything it stood for and because of how grateful I really was um, to get an opportunity where I, he really could have chosen anybody. I mean, Dave Garaffle is one of the best retailers in the, in the U.S. Yeah, he's got a lot he of could have anybody uh, to do this. And, you know, he chose Fratello. Why? I mean, we got a great blend. We got a great relationship, but there has to be more. Um, it, it, it was, it was the tobacco, it was the cigar, the cigar guys. If you haven't had a fire cracker, you, you have no idea what you're missing. This is a, this is a three and a half, uh, by, by 50 little firecrackers. <laughs> all the way to describe. It's got the cool um, fuse on it. We blended it. Yeah. It's a nice little blend. It's a, it's a, we blended it with a, uh, um, with a sack same blend of Stratello. It's a, a Bano Nicaraguan wrapper with an Ecuador Sumatra binder and, uh, Peruvian and Nicaraguan Ligero. The difference with this, though, is we uh, we 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 increase the amount of Ligero that the uh, that the original blend has. So the original blend, um, it was a very interesting combination of basically half Ligero, half visas from Peru. We mostly use uh, Ligeros from Peru and Ligeros from Nicaragua on this cigar. So the strength level is definitely there, um, but it's not so present that 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 it departs too much from the original Fratello because that's something you don't want to do. Yeah. Um, you you I, I wanted to keep with the essence of the Fratello uh, original blend, which is still to me one of the my, one of my favorite cigars out there. Is a little Corona size that we have, five and a half by forty six. Um, but dude, this is savory. It's got some nice spice, but not overpowering like a lot of. Uh, uh, very full body uh, cigars out there, but um, this is this was a home run for our company. And we, I don't know, if I got like we sold 150 boxes in the first hour or something like that. Wow. I mean, it was ridiculous. Fantastic. Well, I think it's I, the the whole firecracker project. I think is really fascinating, but more fascinating is the fact that Dave himself is not a 
full-bodied smoker. He like that's totally outside of his wheelhouse, and yet they carry mm-hmm. this, you know, balls to the wall cigar. Uh, and yeah. you know, he's, he'll smoke it and then, you know, he'll just talk about how strong it is. So I, I don't know. I think it's a really cool project and I love to see more of that in the industry. Uh, I yeah. do want to take a moment and remind our audience that you are tuned into cigar chat broadcast live around the world and picked up on the armed forces radio network. I'm your host, John, the cigar surgeon joined by our special guest, Omar DeFrias from Vitello cigars. And of course I am joined by Trippy Trent, our co-host. Please stay tuned for a word from one of our sponsors. This show is sponsored by Cigar Oasis. Don't spend all your time worrying about your cigar wrappers cracking, splitting, or falling apart from humidity fluctuation issues. Set it and forget it by choosing Cigar Oasis, a professional solution which provides equal distribution of humidity with precise electronic controls. Monitor your cigars through the internet using the smart humidor Wi-Fi attachment. Why don't you spend all your time enjoying your cigars and relaxing and let Cigar Oasis protect your cigars. Cigar Oasis has solutions for any humidor. Make sure you set it and forget it today and we're back talking to our special guest omar from fratello the gentle giant as i like to call him because you, you have you have this like the, you have this big deep voice and it's it's so calming it's so soothing you know it's like you walk into a room and it's just like you just calm the whole room down it's fascinating <laughs> but and and as i've talked about before on the show like, oh my god daddy's about to get mad again and like jesus it's, there's some, there's some as i've talked about before those dance moves man <laughs> it's nuts mind-blowing i can bring it out i can bring it out you know it's it's funny because perception sometimes is uh you know when they see a guy that's big right people have uh people have an idea it's like oh my god this guy I mean, tall people can't dance, and all of a sudden I break a move. It's like, whoa, what was that? They don't understand it, right? And then all of a sudden they hear me speak sometimes, and uh, and 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 kids get the worst of it because sometimes I do also have a you know I have a deep voice, but it's uh it's 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 when uh, when when a kid is looking at me, when somebody looks at me talking to my kids, and they I'm a very expressive guy, so I'm telling them like, you know, don't do this or try to focus on that. You know what I mean? I'm trying to. It's not like I'm talking to them in a very loud way, but because of how big I am and how I carry myself with all these gestures, people are like, oh, my God, he's like really yelling at this person. He's really doing this. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just like, I'm just, just, just expressing. comes with the territory. So I wanted to quickly ask, this is totally not related to cigars at all, but you obviously you speak Spanish fluently. Yes. You speak Italian fluently, I assume. What other, what other languages do you speak? So I, I I I've worked on my Portuguese quite a bit while I was at uh, NASA. I, um, I I'm an, I'm an ongoing learner. I love learning things. I love learning new languages. Uh, when you don't practice them, it, it becomes you know pretty tough to to be able to maintain. Um, I've studied French for four years as well. So I I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Um, the, the the issue becomes is practicing. You know what mm. I mean? And getting the lingo and understanding it and continuing. Even in Spanish, I'll tell you. It's, Spanish is my first language. I go back home to the Dominican Republic and, you know, it's very hard not to like, you know, carry a full sentence just in Spanish. I mean, it's, it happens to me. I don't know if maybe I'm just not as smart as everybody else, but it's just sometimes you're just talking in Spanish da, 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 and then all of a sudden, you understand what I mean? So you like put something in English and then you just like, what? It's like, oh, I'm sorry. It's like, you know, it's, 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 it's very, it's very challenging. Uh, uh, my wife speaks fluent, uh, Portuguese, so uh, I, I I've been uh, I practice with uh, with her as many times as I possibly can, but um, I love I love the language, I really do. So a question that I see in interviews all the time with people who speak multiple languages, which you just kind of answered, but you think in English, right? 
So I, I don't. That's what it sounds like. It's it's so confusing at times because when I'm in when I'm in the Dominican Republic, there's no me. There, I don't think in like oh did I say this and this would go away. I just speak. So I'm thinking it's just sort of the ship just goes that way. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, there's there's the difference between being bilingual and being bicultural, right? And then mm-hmm. being both. Um, I think when you are both, you can transition and think and speak in that particular language. It's just sometimes it just cuts off. Like in yeah. French, when I was taking French classes, my God, it was just like, you know, you would ship in a little English, a little bit of Spanish, a little bit of, I mean, it was just a disaster. But yeah, I mean, if, if you're, I believe that if you're both, you're bicultural, you're bilingual and you have the combination, I quite honestly believe you can basically, you don't have to think in any particular language. You just go. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So I think we might have lost John. I don't. No, I'm still here, but uh, okay. we had some we had some minor technical difficulties of the power kind there. Uh-oh. Oh, of course. Um, so your video is frozen, but that's all right. Well, Facebook may uh, Facebook may have gone down. Uh, our Facebook feed. Actually, it looks like Facebook went down because uh, I can't even get to Facebook. But anyway, back to our audience questions. Uh, so Mark Lambert had a question about the firecracker. So I'll skip the firecracker part. Um, but private projects like this, are they something that you plan to do more often? I do. As a matter of fact, um, we're working on a couple of things, uh, nothing set in stone yet. Uh, but I, I, I do love, I do love, uh, working with one or two of my retailers and, you know, try to understand a little bit better what they're after and seeing how we can help. Um, and so there's so many little, and might be interested in, in caring. I know there's one project that um, I, I, I preached it because I know how it is uh, on a long scale. We, uh, that I send them a bond, you guys try to do it, and all of a sudden, it's a piece of paper, you down to what you have, that's where it's managed, you cannot believe that I know the right approach. Is that like a six by 44, 46 kind of range? It would be a six and a quarter by 44. I think that might be something that was in some of the, uh, that they gave away. It is, it's a holding level flavor, man. It is holding over. It really, it really, it really takes the Fratello Corona to a, to a different dimension. So who knows? There might be, there still might be a retailer out there that I may be able to talk to them about this. So we'll see. So unfortunately, it looks like, uh, like our video kind of dropped out, but we still got audio going out to at least to that. Um, so we're just going to roll with it because, you know, that's just what happens. So, um, Omar, one of the things I want to talk about is is you have this sort of event packaging. I think you're still continuing with it um, with the Boxer Series where you got the five cigar sampler and the cigar mold, which I think is is really interesting. Like it's a really um, it's a really unique idea. Like you're not just yeah. giving away cigars at an event; you're giving away a, a sampler with you know a takeaway with a with a tangible, cool product with it. Is that continuing? And and you know where did you come up with the idea for that? Because it's it's so- unique within events. I, I I think um, I'm not I'm not a pioneer in that sense by any means, but I do appreciate the fact that um, I like to give out I like I like I like like working on pretty unique stuff, man. I uh, the way that the initial came out was before that I sat down 
Well, I, I blended it for me. Like, I love, I love, I love, I love a 5 by 44 That's my size. Um, and, uh, and I blended it for a very interesting reason. I, I, besides the fact that I loved it, every time I would go into a shop, that would be the cigar that I would like to try. And it's a solid 45 minutes smoke. Solid 45 minutes smoke. So I knew exactly how much time I would ha- I would spend because of the amount of time that I had to spend at NASA. Um, you know, I, and, and and you know, after I would after I would be done with NASA's work, I knew exactly the amount of time I needed to be able to maximize my Thursdays, my Fridays, and my Saturdays. So I did it as a way of keeping time, and I did it as a way of I love the size. And so um, one of my retailers uh, brought up the because I gave him one. I said, "What do you smoke?" He said, "The same six and a quarter by forty-four. A little bit more hero between you and me." But um, and uh, we speak to the six and a quarter by forty-four, which is our Bianco number one, which is a five by forty-four format. Lease it. I want this. Da, 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 and I'm like, guys, Bianco is to the point that it doesn't need any more skews. I'm fine with that. Um, and then say, "Why don't you do it as an event exclusive?" And I did, and it was a success. Um, I do the exact same thing with the Fratello Alantero, uh, which is uh, one that uh, we gave as an exclusive to my good friend Jorge at uh, Stogie's World Class, um, and uh, and I and I and I gave him the exclusivity of the blend, and he said, you know, you mind if I asked him, do you mind if I put it out for some events and stuff like that, and he was very egregious to it, and it was fine, so we did, and so my God, it was such a connection. I mean, we were able to just knock it out of the park. Um, people love when I bring out the Lanceros. People love when I bring out the five by forty four mile and ask me for them specifically. Um, so it was it was very successful. Nice, Trippy. How are we doing for uh, for audience questions? Uh, well, I don't think we have any more comments since the the feed's been getting weird. We do have one more question here. Um, Harley Holmes wants to know: Tell us one thing about blending cigars that consumers probably don't know. And as a follow up. He wants to know if you ever got to push the big red button that launches the rocket. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish I pushed that. There was never really a button. It was mostly like uh, liftoff. You know, it was the yeah. It was the mission control uh, uh, that that sort of uh, um, gave the signal that it was a go. And every 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 single every single engineer, every single person that was in that room just needed to be in agreement that you know if one person didn't agree that it was ready for launch, it would just wouldn't go. Um, so, but that would have been pretty cool if I had a button, just pow. Uh, um, about blending, guys, what a lot of people don't really know is how hard it is. People have, don't, I don't think people have an appreciation of how hard, my God, how hard it is to get a cigar to just be balanced, to be flavorful, to have a, a good aroma, to have a, a nice finish. It is the hardest, guys. To me, I am, I, I can only speak for myself, but to me, it is one of the hardest things to do uh it's it's it is it is the combination that i put too much lihero that i should i you know i i i like to i always like to say that this industry is not rocket science because it's not it's it's (laughs) a second lihero guys we need to keep it simple but um making that combination is not as simple um and so i I make fun of it but then i then i go back and say how hard it really is to just put a whole bunch of leaves together you can just grab oh here's a so here's a second here's all here and all of a sudden you think you got a great cigar people do it in the factories all the time and i love i love it because they bring back their cigars and they you know they smoke them and they say well smoking a little bit different from what we're smoking at the factory well yeah you know that's where it really begins it's a fun Mm -hmm. project to do when you're down there and you're blending and you're working it but then when you bring it back home, it's like, mm, it's really missing this. Is it really, you know, 
you know, beating the test of time? Is it getting to that pro to that point where it really needs to be? Um, what what does aging look like on this product? I mean, is it something that could appeal to general population, or just a few, or is it just something you love a lot, but really a whole lot of people wouldn't look like it in that manner? And so you start working on different things, and so. Uh, to find what I believe is that ultimate blend, you know what I mean? That ultimate challenge of achieving the flavor profile that you really, really enjoy. And so um, the guys at Hoya de Nicaragua do an amazing job on their blending uh, uh, seminars that they do at the factory. I'm not sure if you guys have a chance to oh, yeah. uh, go. Okay, good. Many, many times. <clears throat> it's the second home for me now, yeah. It's great. <laughs> and so it really does allow, it really does allow for a, for a solid uh, 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 beginning of what a lot of conversations that transpire after. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's very easy when they put one, two, and three. You choose from this, you choose from that, and you choose from this. What's your wrapper? We're going to use this wrapper, and then you start breaking it down to the point that you know you're smoking it, and then it's it's just to me, it's a test of your flavor and your plot and your palate, um, and that can take that can take a long time. All right, we'll uh, we'll take a quick. I think our video's back, Trippy. Hopefully, the uh, Facebook feed is kicked back in, but uh, if not, oh well. Uh, I do want to remind our audience: you are tuned into Cigar Chat, broadcast live around the world, picked up on the Armed Forces Radio Network, and of course, heard live on CigarFederation.com, YouTube.com, and when it's working, Facebook Live. I'm your host, John the Cigar Surgeon, joined as always by Trippy Trent. We're joined by our special guest Omar from Fratello Cigars. Please stay tuned for word from one of our sponsors. Show brought to you by Drew Estate. Until June 30th, if you're a Drew Diplomat member, you attend a rewards program event and make a promotional purchase, you will receive a Liga Privada Velvet Rat. You'll also be entered to win a Drew Diplomat Pewter Ashtray, Mega Standing Ashtray, or the Swag Closet Humanoid, dubbed the Divorcinator. All these products were built and designed by Drew Estate Subculture Studios. If you're not a member, download the Drew Diplomat app from the Apple Store or Google Play Store today. And we're back talking with Omar about cigars, talking about NASA, talking about blending. Uh, before we took our break there, we we're talking about Hoya de Nicaragua. Yeah, I think I think I've been down to Hoya like seven or eight times now. And I remember on the last time, uh, Juan was sitting down with me and he's like, he's like, How many times have you been here? And I'm like, Well, I've been there and I went like three times in six months just this year alone. And he's like, Doesn't like do you find it gets boring? And I'm like, you know. That's the thing. I could probably come down to your factory every month and I don't think I would ever call that experience boring. Like it's not yeah. in any way a boring experience to me. Yeah. I, uh, uh, the, the guys, the, the, what I love the most. And, and again, when you ask me the question about, you know, is there something that you miss about NASA and, uh, and it comes down, it really comes down on everything you do is the people. Um, it, it really is the people at Hoya Nicaragua that make it so so make it so great. It's uh, it's Mario. It's the it's the it's the ladies that are putting the bands on. It's uh, it's Panchita. That's the the you know the, one of the one of the supervisors there, making sure that the bands are being done the right way. Um, it's Cynthia. It's everybody that that plays such a good role, and they. And it's it's the same thing as NASA. It's just the same thing as it is with Cigar Federation. Just like with a retailer or a brand, um, everything has to work. You know, every small thing has to work uh, so that you guys can get a an amazing cigar. You know, something the pigtail in the cigar had to be spot on. Um, that's a couple of people in the in, in, in the rolling tables. It's uh, it's the unfinished foot. You know, not to leave a little bit too much. It's the 
way the band is put so that it's not crooked is the way that you know that they made sure that the little firecracker you know extension was put right behind i mean it's every little thing is putting the boxes together is the guys in the factory making sure that there's not in you know too much ink that is going i mean every little part of the process has to work guys to make sure that the end consumer sees the you know a product of high quality which is what we provide um and uh and a product uh made with the with the hands of very hardworking people in nicaragua and dominican republic yeah we've discussed that a lot how i i think most consumers probably don't realize quite how many steps there are to getting a cigar from a seed to a cigar that you can buy at a shop and there's so many little steps and if anybody along the line messes up or can't do their job right or something the end product doesn't exist it's just not there absolutely and and the consumers are the consumers will see sloppiness like that Um, yeah you cannot uh you cannot uh try to you know put one over a consumer that's been smoking cigars for 20 years i was just at an event for father's day and I asked one of my uh, one of the people that were in attendance where we were having a Q&A and it was a great time at one of the breweries here in uh, Virginia. And in uh, and, and one of the guys, I asked him the question, how about, how, you know, for how many years have you been smoking? He's like, I've been smoking for 50 years. Wow. 50 years. This guy is 70 years old. One of those 20 years old. The guy looks in great shape. And he's like, I came here because I'm a fan of your cigars. I've been smoking for a long time. And. I found a new uh, new home with Fratello, and so I was so impressed. I um, it, it it gave me goosebumps because you know when you have you can again like I said when you have been drinking beer for fifty years or drinking <laughs> wine for fifty years or listening to the radio for fifty years for goodness sakes for anything that you've been doing mm-hmm. for fifty years. There's, you cannot just try and see if you can pull one over somebody. And so that person will see quality and they will see it like that. That person will see sloppiness and they will see it like that. And if something doesn't work in the entire process or the or the, the crops from one year just didn't translate and all of a sudden you try to blend it into that cigar and it's just not working, it's going to be even worse. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to be working with amazing guys at Hoya and amazing guys at uh, La Aurora that, that are, are doing their jobs and keeping the quality of the process uh, up to par. So, Omar, you've got the Nevada announced. Uh, can we expect or should we expect anything up your sleeve beyond the Nevada or the IPCPR? Holding anything back? Are you, you know, is there anything else? Can you reveal so that? There's always, always, always surprises. <laughs> um, I got, you know, we, 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 we're Fratello Naveta. It's obviously, uh, it's obviously the big focus of the show. Um, but we might have a, a few surprises here and there at the show, um, uh, with, uh, specifically with our retailers and specifically with some of the sizes of Naveta. Uh, we're working on a couple of little things here and there to make sure that the branding is the right way and that people can see and relate the branding with the cigar. Um, they, they see the message that we're trying to send. It's something uh, that we blended um, while I was at NASA. I mean, I was I was working on this project for the longest time. It's uh, um, it, it kind of finally came into fruition. I, I I never I never did made that move while at NASA um, because of you know the per- even the perception of potential conflict of interest. I mean, I I just mm-hmm. didn't. There was nothing that I would do just to compromise 
the integrity of, of, of this amazing government agency. Um, but once now that I'm, I'm out of the government, it, uh, it was it was it was something that I felt very passionate about. It was Fratello, I will tell you, the Naveta project, it was um, it was a very emotional project for me as well, guys, because it's uh, it's uh, it, after every single successful mission, I was part of over 21 missions in my time at NASA. Um, it was uh, it was always a cigar that I would light up. And I would light it up with my friends. I would light it up with the guys, uh, you know, in, uh, in in Cape Canaveral after you know we'd go out with drinks and a cigar and just to to, uh, to 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 really you know welcome our, our guys back. And I was always fascinated about that feeling of what it would feel like if I would be in that in the orbiter, you know, coming back, um, landing, touching down, and understanding the feeling of success, the mission. The, the the drive the 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 accomplishment the the sense of duty that you have done something that very few people have done in their lifetimes and and, and millions wish they could mm-hmm. uh, so for me was and this is a this is a project like I said I've been I've been been on my mind and it's been on 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 something that I've been working on trying to just what was that feeling like and so. Uh, as I was smoking uh, Naveta and working on that blend, I just wanted to make sure that I could really capture it in. It was the ultimate celebratory cigar. So I think we got it. And I hope when you guys come see us at the show, uh, you guys uh, will enjoy it as much as I did uh, blending it and working on it. And I don't think we mentioned that uh, if, I, if I've got my notes here right, Naveta in Italian means shuttle, correct? That's the, right. the tie into NASA. So I don't think we, we actually mentioned that. Um, so right. just in case people are like, why, what's the connection? There's the what's connection. It? Oh, that's right. That's right. You got to keep it with the branding. I cannot just come for tell all the shuttle, you know what I mean? So it came out, the fact that Naveta is a, it's a great name and, uh, and, uh, uh, Fratello Naveta, the branding is spot on. So I'm excited for it guys. I'm super, super excited about this. I know we're excited for it. Yeah, um, definitely looking forward. As we, uh, as we come to the end of our Armed Forces Radio Network segment, I have a question for you, Omar, uh, and, and it's, uh, it's related to the industry, and it's more of a personal preference question. So the IPCPR had sent out a uh, survey asking people where they would like to see the IPCPR. Now, you've obviously attended multiple IPCPRs, so you've seen it in a number of different cities. Um, and I think the options they gave were Las Vegas, New Orleans, and Orlando, but... My question expands outside of that. And my question would be, if you could host it anywhere within the continental United States, where would you like to see the IPCPR? Where do you think would be best for, for manufacturers like you? I would love to see it in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Washington, D.C., guys. Okay. This is, uh, That'd be a good place for it. It's home. It's home for me. I would love to see it in D.C. Um, it's. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Um, I think there are way too many barriers to it i think uh um uh, but man would it be amazing to do it in our nation's capital you know uh indianapolis i've been in indianapolis a couple of times i think they can actually i think it's uh the the venue i've been at the venue itself i think it's outstanding they got i think they got the facilities they got the hotels um but the ipcpr has done an amazing job on a couple of things guys they've done an amazing job in uh I feel keeping us up to date with uh, with what's been happening with the FDA. I think they've done an amazing job in uh, in putting an amazing show together so that we as manufacturers can introduce our cigars to a larger to a larger crowd. It's the only one of its kind. Um, I, I I can't I, I can't stress enough the the importance of having uh, you know. 
people be part of it, you know, and I mean from not only the retailers, but the men, you know, and obviously the manufacturers, but you guys, um, the press, the 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 people, the, all of the stakeholders in this industry, which is not that large, just need to come and need to be part of this of this. I think I call it a celebration. Um, it's uh, I would love to see other cities obviously being part of it. You know, financially, I understand it makes sense to have it in Vegas for for us because once you once you set up a particular uh, uh, warehouse in the in the city, it's much cheaper than having to ship in different places. Yep. So I wish we could see just you know for three years let's do it at this particular you know venue for another three years let's do it at this particular venue. I just don't think that there are that many places where we'll host us. Um, it's uh, we 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 are smokers. We are um, we 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 bring a lot of people, and so uh, and we require places to smoke. And if you look at that equation, it's um, there's not that many places. It's just shrinking on us. Vegas has always made sense because it's they got the they got a, the the casinos. You can smoke there. You can smoke at the Circle Bar. You can smoke anywhere, pretty much. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just a challenge. I don't, I don't see, I don't see, I, I, I see more challenges ahead, unfortunately, for the IPCPR as they, as they look for different venues and opportunities for people to, to, to host their show. Um, but I commend them in the, um, in the efforts that they've done today to, uh, to, to, to be as inclusive as they have. So nice. good answer. Trippy, we got any other, uh, finishing questions, comments, feedback from our, uh, illustrious audience? We did have one question on on YouTube, and it disappeared. I'm not sure why, uh, but it's it's gone now, so I don't have it in front of me. But it was, is there any rapper that you've worked with that you've thought I need to make a cigar with this rapper, and then you start blending, and it's like I can't make I can't make this rapper work. Abano, 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 Ecuador, claro. Oh my gosh, it was. I commend work that rapper and that can make it happen in, in a flavorful. I I I I I I think it's I think it's a rapper that lacks a lot of flavor. I really honestly do feel. I know that's not all you know what a lot of my my friends in the industry feel, but for me that's it's 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 it was a, it's has been a struggle. And I know I eventually I'm going to work with that, but I am going to take my time. Um, uh, that's. That in the Habano Ecuador, that was that this was a challenge, man. Like I said earlier, Fratello Oro did not come easy for me. Um, then again, I mean, does anything really come easy, you know, when you're trying to do something great? <laughs> no, the, the, be, the best things, together, that, yeah. How it comes out. yeah, the best things are the hardest things you work for, I think. In, in the end, I mean, certainly on the other end of it, not at the beginning, I'm sure. Um, we're obviously really looks really looking forward to interviewing you at the IPCPR. We're really excited for the IPCPR. We're going to be flying down on Monday, so uh, we'll see a little bit early. But uh, Omar, tell everyone where they can find you on social media and where they can find more about Fratello Cigars. Absolutely, guys. Just uh, if you if you're interested in trying the cigars, go and uh, go into our webpage uh, fratellocigar.com, um, double L O and uh, no S at the end of cigars. Um, uh, just Google for Tele Cigars, guys. I mean, you'll find a whole bunch of information out there about our cigars, about the, um, how, how great the quality of our tobacco is, and uh, and where to buy it. Um, you can find a lot of information there. And uh, follow us at uh, Fratello Cigars, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all of that good stuff. But I do want to say something real quick, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, it's always fun, and uh, and I look forward to uh, seeing you guys at the IPCPR as well. So thank you so much. 
Thank you. We appreciate it. And we are we are going to roll large this year. There may or may not be a, a special invitation to a particular suite at an unnamed hotel because uh, we are uh, treating this as it might be. And I don't, I, you know, hopefully it's not, but we're treating it as it might be the last big, big IPCPR uh, convention. <laughs> going so we're going to go out with a bang. Going out with a bang. Exactly. So it, uh, it, yeah. So look for your uh, super secret sauce special invitation uh, coming to you hopefully soon. And uh, yeah, we are excited to see you at the uh, at the convention center in Las Vegas. Should be a good time. Thanks to all of our live listeners who listened for our 58 minutes, and especially thanks to all of our podcast listeners out there. We guys are all over the world, listening in droves from countries that I have to look up the country codes for. We appreciate you supporting the show and supporting our manufacturers. Thanks to all our Armed Forces Radio Network listeners. You guys and women are out there doing things that we are not built to do, protecting our freedoms and sacrificing for us. Hope you have a chance to have a cigar and hope you have a chance to stay safe and spend some rack time, uh, some downtime this weekend. So have a great weekend. Stay safe and we'll see you next week for another cigar chat.